Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 285 with our review of Need for Speed. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are revving our engines and we are hopping into the race and we are talking about Need for Speed, the, uh, you know, the video game adaptation uh, from a game that I'm pretty sure neither Carson nor I have played. You know what? Actually, I have played this game before. <laughs> have you played one of the Need I, for Speed I actually, games? I actually, one of the few games that I enjoyed playing was Need for Speed back in the day. I think I had it on CD-ROM, like, way back. Huh. Um, one of the, like, original uh, incarnations of the game. Very nice. So in, in this case, we'll be talking about video games in which you will be the expert. Or the expert excuse I me. mean, I'm no expert on it, but I, <laughs> I remember I played several versions of it. Uh, and by played, I mean, you know, just casually played. Yeah. Although I don't think there really is, there isn't much to those games. You're just racing around. Or, well, there's, or you know, di- playing different, other ones, different ones introduced, you know, like cop elements and stuff. And like, you know, like right, the, most, right. the most recent ones, there's like other things you're doing besides just you know, doing your racing. I mean, but there's no role playing element to it. I mean, you're you're basically just racing on your own. Yeah. Or you're racing with uh your friends or playing multiplayer or whatever. You're saying there there aren't scenarios in which blood and motor oil swirl and some weird <laughs> fight for vengeance. No, there isn't. Oh. Toby Marshall's not in your game. He's not in the as far as I know, he's not in the games. Oh, okay. But he is in this movie. He's in the movie, though. He's character in the movie. This is Aaron Paul. We got Jesse Pinkman, who's going from being a meth dealer to a speed dealer. and uh, Yes, he deals in speed. Tearing up the tracks. Um, with, you know, somehow they, they didn't bother using the, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that needed to be in this movie, like super slow-mo engines revving. I felt like Aaron Paul really wanted to call somebody a bitch. <laughs> But they yeah. told him he couldn't. He's like, I'm driving here, yo. He's like, hey, bitch. <laughs> Gas me up while I'm on the freeway, bitch. <laughs> uh, there needed to be a scene where, like, while everybody's working on the car, he's off in the background, like, swinging a lightsaber around. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your uh, your vote for him to be in the new Star Wars? <laughs> no. Like, remember, like, in, in the last season of Breaking Bad when they had that flashback episode? He's just off in the background, like, swinging a stick around like it's a sword or a lightsaber. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. That was, like, an awesome moment. It was just, like, <laughs> completely unrelated to the story. Just in the background, he's screwing around. You're like, okay, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I remember that now. That was pretty funny. <laughs> but, you know, if they want to put him in the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> I'd be down with that. I mean, did you hear that uh, Adam Driver, our, our Lincoln's favorite uh, messenger <laughs> slash... Uh, the terror on girls he's gonna be the villain dude that's gonna be awesome i i i i read the headline for that and i was like hmm possibly could work (laughs) i was excited (laughs) of course you were excited (laughs) i i basically that that's my go-to casting i was like just put adam driver in anything and i will watch it because next bond movie make him the villain (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah 
he's like too much of a gross dude that I don't know if he could play like an effeminate bad guy. I I think he could. I think he could pull it off. I mean, he's played like a bunch of different parts. Yeah, there's like creepy dude, and there's like molesty dude, and. Then... <laughs> <laughs> well, his uh, his character in Inside Lewin Davis was pretty. Uh, he was like dopey cowboy guy. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. I I, I think he, I think he'll he'll do pretty well. It'll be certainly be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I I tend to attempt to not judge casting until I actually at least see a trailer or something like that. But I'm I'm sure it'll work out fine. Yeah, I mean it's I'm glad that he's he's looking at some interesting people for uh, these parts. So that's good. The good news is nobody can ever be as bad as their casting of Ani- young Anakin or both young Anakins. <laughs> the Anakai. Yeah, that was a pretty uh pretty bad move. Yeah. Well, what do you say, Carson? We pull ourselves up to the line, wait for the light to turn green, and then right. fire off into our review of Need for Speed. I'm going to pull up my car that was uh, hidden away from from the law. <laughs> In your storage shed? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to write, get, get my jacket on that says Pete. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer for Need for Speed and then get into this review. I spent two years thinking about one moment. He set me up. In our world, you always go back. He just left him there. That's what I can't forgive. That's my boy. Yo, T, I'm really happy you're home. Boys, we miss you, brother. It's time to celebrate. Call up some females. Do you know any pretty ones? You like your mama? <laughs> what are you thinking, Toby? This could put him away for life. It's time we make him pay. But first, we're gonna need a fast car. Y'all ready? I'm doing this. Revenge will surely come. But racing with passion, that's high art. And I think that's Toby Marshall driving the chariot of the gods. I'm willing to give six million dollars to anyone who puts a stop to him. We'll settle this behind the wheel. APB out for your arrest in 10 states. Maybe we should rethink the plan. I'm never gonna stop. You are out of your mind. (laughs) I love it.
Okay, so you just listened to the trailer for Need for Speed. This is the story of a young man named uh, Toby Marshall, and uh, he's you know from a little little town, and he is like the son of a big famous racer or something like that. And uh, he has another rival in his city. You know, as they're young, they're both really good drivers. That guy goes off into the world and becomes like a you know real life cool everybody knows driver. Toby Marshall is sort of still stuck in his old town, uh, still a great driver, but you know hasn't really gone out and made something of himself. Uh, Naturally, his, yeah. His his nemesis comes back into town with a little job for him to uh, fix up this car that is a big old deal, and uh, he agrees to do it, and decides to uh, get sucked into this little race against the guy with um, you know his nemesis himself and uh, you know a nice young fellow that's in his crew uh, that you know he likes a lot. And during the course of this race, bad things happen. Toby Marshall goes to jail. He gets out of jail, and now he has to work his way, um, you know, trying to get himself into this big race so he can take on his arch nemesis and get for revenge for the events that took place during that first race that um, kind of turned Toby Marshall's world literally up. Well, technically, it turned somebody else's world upside down, <laughs> but, but Toby Marshall's world got turned upside down a bit, too. I think it's pretty obvious uh, what fuels, no pun intended... <laughs> Fuels him to uh, get vengeance. <laughs> yeah, let's just say that Toby Marshall's little buddy probably doesn't make it out of that race. He gets a little, he gets a barbecued. <laughs> that's not that's not funny, Carson. No, um, but uh, that's what happened. <laughs> so why don't you uh, let us know what you thought about this film, Carson? Well, um, I saw the trailer and I thought the trailer was pretty awesome for this movie, and I was excited to watch it, uh, not having like no attachment other than playing you know some of the video games here and there but just just like the cast and just the way the trailer was cut i was like oh this this looks pretty awesome i can get behind this yeah and then like i heard some people saying like leading up to uh the release on this weekend a lot of people were saying like oh it's just really boring and it's really slow and and you know it goes nowhere fast and, you know, all these sort of racing puns and, you know, speed puns, uh, opposite of speed and all this. And um, so I was going into this movie expecting it to be just super boring and me sitting there wanting to leave, like, uh, you know, watching some of these other action movies we've seen so far this year. But uh, I, I'm just going to say F the haters because this movie was awesome. Like, I, I was... <laughs> thoroughly entertained by this film like i don't know what people are smoking because first of all i mean this movie beats rush and the fast and furious movies by a country mile because of i mean i'm just gonna totally praise it for the fact that they did all the racing scenes practically and they look awesome like i i feel like a lot of effort went into making these scenes and uh i mean you can tell like it it really shows not saying that effort was put into uh these other movies um but it just doesn't feel like we're there like it doesn't feel like we're in it man and like this movie totally puts you uh in the driver's seat basically (laughs) i mean that the they are pretty damn awesome. Like I, I, anytime they had a, a racing sequence, like 
it was just cool. Like I, 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 I'm glad that they kind of took this like old school approach. And I mean, you could see that they were trying to take like that kind of approach to the whole movie. Like they, you know, were taking their time, like setting up the story and, uh, you know, introducing you to the characters and everything. And, uh, there's a lot of, uh, clearly they're very influenced by, uh, bullet, which they have playing in a drive-in movie theater in one scene. So, uh, and, and that first, uh, that first racing sequence is kind of reminiscent of like those old, uh, seventies car chase movies. Uh, I thought that was cool. Like I, I'm, I'm glad that they were trying to at least, uh, you know, they were taking it seriously, but they were, you know, they, they were trying to, they infused like some heart and some humanity into it. And I think that, uh, I mean, you know, is it a perfect movie? Hell no. Like, I mean, I think the story is incredibly (laughs) stupid and, um, incredibly cliche too. I mean, they check off every box in the beginning of this movie. It's just like, it's like, yeah, like my old rival's back in town and, we really need the money because the bank won't give us our loan for the you know mechanic shop and you know <laughs> no no my... they already had the loan but they were behind on the loan oh they were behind okay well yeah yeah anyway you know Aaron Paul of course has to be like yeah I met with the the bank guy today <laughs> like of the, course the only thing they were missing is that the the only way the only box that wasn't checked off was instead of the bank trying to take their garage if like some big corporation was trying to come in and put an apartment complex where right his garage exactly used to be. so they had to like you know go we're protest gonna do protest race. driving <laughs> protest race you know <laughs> and then of course. You can see it coming too. Of course, we alluded to the fact that uh, one of his his buddies, one of his team members, gets uh, gets offed. It, I mean, it's it's totally the young overachievers. Like, yeah, guys, I can race too. Yeah, come on, <laughs> let me in, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah, the, the no... chipper, the chipper, sarcastic one who won't shut up. Yeah, yeah. It's like there's there's no way this guy makes it out of this movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're just... besides it... the fact that it's in the trailer with Aaron Paul like screaming to the heavens as there's a car in front of him on fire. <laughs> Right, you can kind of get the fact that somebody's going to die. And, uh, yeah, and when when they start focusing a lot of attention on him in the beginning, you're just like, ah, oh, this is going to be the dude. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think what, what separates this, uh, you know, because I'm not really a fan of the, like I've said, I'm not really a fan of these the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, and I think, I think what separates this, at least from the last Fast and Furious, was that, they they got like good actors in this movie. Like I feel like Aaron Paul is one of the key reasons that, for making this movie work. Like he totally sold me on some of the scenes, which I think could have just f- fell completely flat or been really stupid. Uh, like yeah. dude, like like the scene when um, you know the the chipper dude Pete when he gets barbecued, like <laughs> when he gets thrown <laughs> off a bridge. Uh, Dude, like when he like runs up and he's just like crying, like I I was sold. Like I was like, all right, I've I'm in. Like he's I'm invested in his you know plot to get vengeance. Like oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I I think Aaron Paul is a very uh expressive. He's a very expressive actor. Like he can cry really well and express emotion really well. Uh, I mean, obviously there was a lot of that on Breaking Bad. And uh, I think he, you know, could completely sell some of these sequences a lot more. And and where, like, Fast and Furious is, it feels like everyone's just trying to be tough and macho. And it's like, 
it's it's not relatable like it nobody feels human you know like in this movie at least you know aaron paul he's, he's not trying to be tough he's just he's just like a regular guy and he's not afraid to like show shed a little tear once in a while um and i you know i like that i, I feel like that the characters are are you know believable as people at least within the realm of this movie yeah um and you know i liked all of his his uh his his buddies his mechanic buddies and they all had like a nice rapport together i mean the the whole movie the movie itself could have used like some shane black-esque humor but uh i i think it i think it's fine as is and you know it's uh they went for it like i mean they it was super cheesy and they take it super seriously and i think it works for what they set up you know with the whole like <laughs> the score that's like a, out of like a friday night lights movie <laughs> and it, it just uh i don't know it just all worked it worked for me like i i wasn't expecting anything out of it and uh i mean i i got more of a rush from this movie than you know the actual movie rush like I feel like I was I was charged and like there were I felt uh, you know exhilarated during like these action sequences and stuff with the way that you know you're supposed to I guess in these movies. Yeah, well, like see for me, uh, like I said, I never played any of the Need for Speed games. Um, the idea of them, like when I first heard they were making a Need for Speed game. I was like, why is this the movie that gets turned, or this? why is this the video game series that gets turned into a movie, especially yeah. when we already have Fast and the Furious? Um, but then, you know, like, along with that news came, like, check it out, Aaron Paul's on stage at E3, like, talking about, like, yo, I'm in this movie, bitch. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm on board, just simply for the fact that it's him. Uh, so going into the movie, I was kind, kind of excited in, in a way to see it, um, but not because I was like, I'm going to see this car movie. I was like, I'm just going to see like Jesse Pinkman's next role. Um, and uh, like I flat out 100% love this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's just like a fun movie, man. Like I don't know what people were expecting. Yeah, well, it, it's weird because it this is one of those films that should not necessarily be that good. Like as you no. kind of mentioned, it's – it's filmed by numbers. It is here is a very strict, simple plot that exists previously to this film, but for some reason, it just works. It's one of those things where I think it's so perfectly, it so perfectly fits the mold that it doesn't just feel like it's it do, it doesn't feel cliche, even though it technically is cliche. The yeah. the the driving scenes on paper. It's really just like the driving in this movie during most of the races is equivalent to parkour where it's like there's like where like a, a parkour team is running and like one guy's in the front, a guy is in the middle and a guy is in the back and everybody just goes whatever way that guy is. Like if I just explained to you, if I, if I were giving you a play by play of these races, it wouldn't sound interesting or compelling because it's like, okay, the guy in front still in front. Okay, he's turning. Okay, the guy behind him turns, the guy behind him turns. And it's a lot of like there's not technically a lot happening and somehow they've like cleared the streets during most of the scenes <laughs> yeah, um, somehow. but somehow just the cars driving in a straight line with those engines revving and uh, something about it is just interesting and compelling obviously there are there are the pretty 
crazier scenes where like Aaron Paul is trying to scare his passengers. So he takes a, you know, he pulls off the freeway and just starts driving through this tiny little, little like city yeah. um, on like a, just a surface street. Yeah. Like the, there are definitely scenes like that where the driving is super intense, but like there's also a lot of scenes where it's, it's just the, like the look of the car and the sound of the engines that are communicating how intense it is. Obviously the cutting back and forth to the cockpit or not cockpit, but the inside of the car yeah. um, and you kind of getting the sense they're going really fast. But there, there's like, there's just, it, it's weird how like some of the scenes are literally just two or three cars just driving in a straight line. <laughs> and there's not, there's not theoretically, theoretically anything compelling happening on screen, but it's just every second of it is awesome. Um, well, that's like the, the, the first racing scene, uh, in the city, like that, like half of that scene, there's no music, there's no score accompanying it. It's just the sound of the cars, which is definitely, uh, you know, a nod to bullet in movies like that. And, uh, where it was just the cars like revving, like there wasn't anything special other than, you know. The cars driving through the streets, and it is pretty funny how <laughs> I guess like if you just have your your friend who knows how to fly a plane and can watch traffic and <laughs> tell you where well, to drive, like I guess that's all you need, <laughs> and well, you can just drive late at night where no one's out. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is like there is no way you can just fly your Cessna anywhere around no. a city, and then, and then they make the joke like partway through the movie where it's like, well, I couldn't fly my, my Cessna through the city, so I stole this news helicopter. Right, exactly. My friend, no, he said something about like his friend worked at the station. <laughs> it's like what, like. But but here's the thing is like all the characters have their own little like their own little like quirks and and arcs that are that are thrown in the film, and like literally I like. Every every time that guy was in the sky, like flying around doing stuff, I was eating it up. Um, I thought the chemi- <laughs> I, chemistry yeah. between Aaron Paul and that chick it was like awesome. Like I just every time they were interacting was hilarious to me. Um, all of his buddies, all the weird stuff that happens with them. Um, and it's funny too because like our you know the 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 um, the one guy who was in uh, Short Term Twelve, uh, right? His buddy. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. you know, they have the scene where they go, you know, they go get him out. Of, like, they get him to leave his job, basically, and come with them yeah. so they can go, like, compete in the Daily Own or whatever it's called. Um, yeah. And the whole reason they need him is because he needs to tune up the car, right? There's never a scene where he tunes up a car. <laughs> no, I know. I was waiting for that. So, like... Well, it, the car does get a little destroyed. <laughs> it, it, it's it's funny. Well, I mean, even if you don't consider that, like, yeah, there, yeah. There, there's never... Even when they get the, the replacement car, like, he never works in the car they just pull it out of the garage and like let's go race it now so it's it's there's all these like theoretical holes in the story but none of that matters because it's so fun and so entertaining and like i, I don't know it's it's weird um i hope you can't hear the saw some guy next door just decided i, I heard a little saw, saw like, action uh the loudest saw in the world um, anyways <laughs> um yeah i just it's it's hilarious how much this film works for me even though like there's elements that are just so ridiculous like the whole idea that um damn it why does his name keep escaping me who's the guy on the radio um oh michael keaton yeah michael keaton like the fact that that character even exists and the authority the authorities can't do anything about him even though (laughs) theoretically they know exactly where he is um like if like if he's like compiling people to compete in this illegal street race like (laughs) 
like if they know it's gonna be like it, it's like eliciting this crime to take place like i'm pretty sure you can go in there and arrest him for that um yeah there, there's just all this like hilarious just on paper this film is absurd on screen it works beautifully amazingly and um i i love the hell out of this movie I, like the the revenge plot worked perfect perfectly for me um the way things play out and like the whole kind of gotchas and stuff just like the 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 fact of what uh toby marshall is using in that final race like all those elements work out in such a a it's like it's a it's like expected yet it works so brilliantly that you feel as if you're surprised even though you're not um so i just i really really um yeah, I, 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 I love this movie. I walked out in uh, a pretty big high uh, off of seeing it. and um, High off that uh, car fuel. Yes. Fumes. It, it was, I was totally just huffing all the fumes from those. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the other thing I wanted to say, um, you know, in a lot of these film to or a lot of these video game to film uh, remakes, uh, you know, they, they try to attempt to do something that sort of grounds the film to the video game world in a way that sort of not necessarily pays it off, but but maybe kind of winks and nods to the fact that it is based on a video game. And, you know, in, in, in like the Doom movie, which I didn't see, they had a big part of the end, which was all first person and, um, you know, different games might right, re- yeah. reference things a different way. Well, uh, you know, e- even in the latest Resident Evil, uh, the entire film was set up like a video game with multiple levels and you had to clear this stage and you had to clear this stage. And there's always like weird little things like that. Um, in this film, what they did is each driver has a team of people that sits back on these monitors and you can see the entire, like you see, okay, here's the city's layout. And then here is our course plotted. Here's where everybody's going. You can see like, you know, the speedometer stuff all on the side view. And basically it's like, because they didn't want to like do something cheesy and have the drivers be in some weird video game sequence, the teammates for the drivers who are monitoring the race are staring at these big monitors that recreate what like the menus and the maps and all this stuff from video games are. And I thought that was just like a clever, um, cause there's no reason why like everybody would have like an AV truck with all these monitors set up and yeah. monitoring like some city location and be able to plot a course through the city. Um, but they did that, and to, to me, I saw that, and I was like, oh, that's it's just like a like an, they are playing the video game that Toby Marshall is the character in. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really cool uh, how they did that. It was just a, a nice little nod to the to the, the fact that th- this was a video game. Well, I mean, most of the I mean, Need for Speed is like a very typical, you know, racing game where, like, you can race in all these different environments, and they kind of put that in the movie where, you know, he's he's on kind of again another cliche is that this is a road trip movie uh and he's going through a lot of different locales and you know it's like we're gonna be racing in the in the desert and like in the forest and like near the ocean you know like it it all felt like kind of like tracks you could play potentially in the game and uh i i mean i think visually the movie feels it's very cinematic like it's it uh it lends itself well like i think a lot of the by having that it makes all these uh locations very memorable like i feel like that you know in the fast and furious movies at least for me a lot of them are just kind of indiscernible like they all kind of look the same and like they're kind of like visually they're just kind of ugly like they're not 
interesting. I don't know. There's not, they're not cinematically interesting. And I think that, I think like, I like the fact that the, the, the crew or the crew of people in this movie have all this like technology that's like, they're trying to benefit the racer. And it's yeah. not just like in the first Fast and Furious movie, all right, we're just here to race. And then people are like yelling at each other. And it's like, but they can't hear you. But in this movie, you know, like Aaron Paul has like a, you know, a mic that's like wired up to everybody. So he can just be like, you know, yo, bitch, give me a, give me a traffic signal. (laughs) And like the guy in the plane is just like giving him, you know, updates or, you know, the guy in the truck is. is Or he can call back to Pete and uh, back to Pete and ask for the shake and bake. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, he, he, he's like pulled a Nicky Lauda there, <laughs> except he didn't, didn't come back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like they, like they had all this tech and it, and it sort of made sense where it's like, okay, like I can see that now. Like they, they've, they've had, they have this all planned out. It's not just like, we're going to race. Yeah. It, like ba- basically what, what it was is it, it felt like they were it, basically, this is, uh, a normal racing movie mixed with a road trip movie mixed with Twister, except for the Twisters are the other cars <laughs> in the city. Because it's, like it's like a caravan of three vehicles all yeah. driving, communicating with each other. Like, hey, we're going to go this way. Oh, no, we're going to pull up alongside it. Okay, we're going to go do this. And they're like, okay, we got to get ahead of you to the city and prep this thing. And, you know, we got to launch the Dorothy and like all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, it made sense why they, they had a team. It wasn't just like, oh, you know our guys are here because they're just here yeah i don't know yeah i mean it 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 all it all made sense like it it you know i think it also the fact that like you get so i mean the fact that i was on board with like the whole revenge plot is that you know i it goes back to like what i said about you know this movie took its time like it it uh you know made you you feel for the characters and i think a lot of it had to do with the actors selling it like i I feel like, you know, going back to what you said about Aaron Paul and uh, Imogene Poots, like the girl, like their chemistry, like I feel like from the trailer, I thought that her character was going to be more of like the damsel in distress. Yeah. That she was like kind of the girlfriend of the main villain and that he just like fell in love with her and like wanted her or something, you know, like that whole thing. But uh, I liked how that they made her just this character that, uh, you know, of course, she forces herself to go along on the road trip. Uh, yeah, and, and I love too that like the way the way it's set up of, um, he's sort of annoyed by her presence, and yeah. she's sort of annoyed by the fact that he's a cocky asshole who thought she was stupid and didn't know anything about cars. And yeah. like, it definitely feels organic there. The fact that they become, um more interested in in each other over time like it doesn't feel like a normal like i met you two seconds ago and and now we're married like uh like you would see in a normal action movie or whatever um yeah it, it definitely feels like they there's this sort of rivalry between them naturally just because of their own strong personalities and that over the course of this like 48 hour drive um they're actually like essentially imp- like she's kind of like turned on by his masterful skill of driving and he kind of likes her off putting off puttishness um and the fact that like she's actually like way brighter and not as scared of like he's trying to scare her and she's not being scared and i don't know i, I just think it works in a way that normally would feel possibly groan worthy in a movie like this um i thought it was it, it felt 
I thought the progression worked for me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it all goes back to you know them establishing the characters fairly well and and the actors selling it. Like I, I, I feel like you know they. It's just like you said. It, it's a movie that shouldn't have worked, especially with it being so cheesy and then playing it so seriously. But I don't know. It just all clicks together. Sometimes you get a movie like that and it just all works. It's kind of like Dan in real life. Uh, it's you know a movie we've seen many many times before. But you're just like ah, Steve Carell is just doing it for me. You know, like it just yeah. it just all comes together and you know it's a it's a it's a fun time watching it and. I I will take these I, I applaud them for all the the racing scenes and for making it feel like that you know we're we're in the moment and I think that uh Dominic Cooper as the villain is uh like he makes for a good villain like he, he's a total like sniveling little shit and just want to <laughs> yeah, punch him is. in the, he just you just want to punch him in the face and uh yeah this is for Pete <laughs> you're just waiting for that moment to happen yeah 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 but yeah i mean like the whole, like you said like the whole thing or like we said the whole thing you know with you know the racing apparently no one's on the street and like the cops are just like nowhere to be found also th- there is a maneuver that the cops employ towards the end of this film when they're trying to interrupt the de Leon, <laughs> yeah. which i'm pretty sure is not a a real trained I- I don't um, think that's standard cop procedure. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm assuming you know. <laughs> yeah, when they're when they're in the forest, right? Yeah, when they're in the forest, and it yeah, involves yeah. an officer driving his car while not in his car. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm, I'll say. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's like, couldn't they just lay like a uh, like a tire strip or whatever, like a spike strip? <laughs> well, they were going to, but I think like one of the cops says like, ah, forget the tire strips. They'll something like there was some point of like you have the way <laughs> this you... plan will be better. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, like a plan that will potentially take out one or no vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like that was not a realistic uh maneuver I, that cops I, would ever employ. I guess their excuse were they were going too fast so they couldn't lay a, a strip out like I, I don't yeah I think the idea was like the way you deploy spike strips is like you throw them and then you like you drag them across the road yeah um, so that way like it takes out the car but doesn't take out the the cops following them and like I guess like a guy made some statement like oh they will pass the like they're moving so quickly they'll pass the point before we can deploy it properly or something like that yeah Oh, well, when you're when you're going 230 miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it's funny too because there there are things that are like, uh, like, there are things that don't make sense, but I don't complain about. Like they're in like they didn't bother me, but like if I think about, it, I'm like, yeah, that, that, like so so you know he has this car that is a super awesome car, and he's gonna use it in the daily own, but something happens and he can't use it, so he has to get this other car. Well, the other car that he just so happens to have to get matches the other three cars that are, or the other five cars that are in the race, and if you would have had the original car, it would have not been the same type of car as all the others in the race, and it would have, like, possibly changed the, the like, it would have looked weird if he was still driving that Mustang uh, when everybody else was in, like, their weird-ass, like, low-profile, <laughs> super racy cars. Super, like, rare European cars. Yeah, like, it it, it, just, it like it wouldn't have made sense that he would be racing the Mustang against those cars. Um, but, like, 
<laughs> so it's like there's clear visual things that they chose like we want to feature these cars here and these cars here and but they had to like write into the plot like clearly they wanted to like sh like show off the mustang in this film but they yeah. didn't want the mustang to be the the final race cars because they wanted these like super awesome european cars to be the focal point at the end of the film so it's just it's kind of funny uh how the like they don't it doesn't technically make sense it feels like they reverse engineered the story from which cars they wanted to feature at which points in time but it still totally 100 percent works well it works because like it makes sense i guess plot wise why he would want to race the car that he races at the end no, no, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it but, fit the pieces fit together so perfectly that I, I can't question it. But if yeah, I look at the pieces individually, they seem to not make sense. But like, yeah, just one of those things where, like, when you're looking at all the pieces in the box, you're like, this is not going to make a puzzle. And then when you put it together, you're like, wow, that's a pretty awesome puzzle. Yeah, it's almost like they thought ahead of time, or they had like certain car companies maybe come to them and be like, we want our car featured here. Yeah. And they had to kind of like work around that. I mean, I don't know how it works. They probably had people wanting to get their uh, super awesome, like rare sports car or whatever. You know how like in the Transformers movies, there's always like the new model of yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the Mustang or whatever or whatever car that's like big at the, you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, they, they've been they've been running commercials at Regal before the thing, where apparently it's like the fiftieth anniversary of the Mustang or some junk like that. Mm. Um, so like that's the big deal of, about that car. I don't I know. So, so, somebody can write in and correct me. Like, no, actually, <laughs> blah blah blah. Because I will. I should have done this at the top of the show. I know dick shit about cars. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about cars. <laughs> so. So that's why you know when this when they make a car movie that's actually entertaining i'm like all right i mean because the idea of racing is fun but like it's just stupid and i would never want to do it because i would probably uh pull a pete and drive off a bridge <laughs> well technically pete didn't drive <laughs> technically bridge. yeah he probably would have been he was okay. in control of his car <laughs> he would have been okay if uh yeah other <laughs> other people weren't involved i do like too that like the car the car goes sideways rotates up and in one hit of the pavement just <laughs> explodes into flames oh dude it just it just yeah it's just blown to smithereens i think that's just bad gas tank design yeah <laughs> and and like they they used them just enough like they didn't overuse it because they could have it could have been like getaway the movie with ethan hawk where it's just all like, show me the GoPros, like the GoPro footage. Yeah. Um, but they used it just enough in this movie where I like anytime they it happened, I I couldn't get enough of it with the stupid like GoPro shot, like when a car flips in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like from the point of view of a flipping car. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Like I said, they could have totally overused it, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was good because that would have gotten kind of annoying, but. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I'm glad that they, you know, I mean, that just that just goes to the, the great racing scenes. Like, they, it wasn't all just, uh, you know, from the perspective of, like, of Aaron Paul in the driver's seat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They could have done something dumb like that. Like, in, like you mentioned, Doom, when they do the stupid first-person scene, which was pretty lame. Cool. Well, uh, any last comments about this film? 
I no, I I think we we covered it all. Cool. Well, then let's just get to our verdicts. I'm sure uh, everybody can figure out where this is going to go. But Carson, if you were going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid, what would you give it? I would definitely give it a recommend with a caveat. I think it's pretty strong recommend. Uh, the caveat being, like I said, it's not a perfect movie. It's pretty, it's pretty stupid story-wise. But everyone sells it very convincingly, and the racing scenes are worth it. Uh, are, they're totally worth it. Like I, I think that you know, the 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 practical always beats CGI in my book, and uh, I feel like you know everyone was all high on that plane chase at the end of Fast Six, but you know what? I couldn't see that, and it didn't happen. Justin Lin, <laughs> Justin Lin can say that you know I used a real plane all I want, but you know what? They actually did it in this movie. They had a they had a helicopter, swordfish, a car, uh, <laughs> you know, off a cliff. That was uh, that was that was that was like the plane scene in this movie, and uh, I, yeah, I just think it's a, I think it's a fun movie. Like I, I just double checked Rotten Tomatoes and it has like a twenty four percent, and it's like I don't know what people were thinking, man. I guess they just thought it was too much of a Fast and Furious clone or something. But I I think this is a completely different. Yeah, no pun intended. Vehicle than those movies, and uh, yeah, like I said, I think the I think the racing scenes is what puts it atop. Those alone, and then yeah. you, then you factor in all the other stuff like the acting and 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 everything like that. But yeah, I mean, I I, I will give it a strong recommend. I think that it's worth seeing in the theaters. Yeah, like during during the film. In my head, I was saying, I love this freaking movie. Like, over and over, like, during yeah. the entire film, like, the entire time. And when I walked out, there was a part of the back of my head that was completely prepared for, like, you to not enjoy it. Um, and <laughs> well, I was compared for you to, to shit on it and just be like, <laughs> well, like no, oh, it, yeah, you're just going to, you know. It, it's just one of those things where, like, I can sort of understand the 24% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not because yeah. I personally think it's, it's that quality, but because... Something in the back of my head said, people out there are not going to like this. Um, but for me, I was like, this is freaking amazing, and I loved it, and I would totally, like, watch it again right now. Um, yeah. Just, and it's, like, one of those things where it's, it's not that the overall – like, there is no on, – on paper, it's not the greatest film in the world, but it is just executed so perfectly – that yeah. it excels higher above what it's likely worth is. Um, so for that, like for me personally, um, if you are exactly me, this is a must see. Um, for everyone else, it's probably safer to just give this a heavy recommend. Um, but I absolutely loved it. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know why it worked. Um, it probably shouldn't have worked, but it did. And uh, I am greatly appreciative of the fact that it did because I had an amazing time with it. So yeah, I mean it's a it's a solid B plus movie, and that's all that it needs to be. And I think that the people who were complaining about the the plot and you know the fact that it's really slow, I mean I I didn't get that at all. I thought it went by completely 
fine. Like, I thought the pacing was fine. I thought it went by pretty quickly. Like, there's never once where I was bored. I mean, I think... don't, it, 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 it feels like a long movie, but not in the I feel like I'm spending too much time. Right, but in yeah. The, it feels like so much happens. Like, you, it feels like you're getting your money's worth, at least. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it feels like this film encompasses a whole long period of time, like a lot of major events. And it does because, you know, like there, there are points where Aaron Paul is in jail for like two yeah. years or whatever it is. Uh, so it, uh, it, it definitely feels like it, it is an expansive film time-wise uh, but your time in the theater doesn't feel like it's wasted at all yeah and i mean it easily could have been some 90 minute just a romp basically just it's all racing no no characters yeah um and i feel like that is sort of what that is the kind of movie that i feel like people were c- thinking it or, or saying that it was and i don't think it's that movie at all like i i feel like that you know the the longer running time is justified in this movie and uh i'm glad they went that way instead of just making it you know just sort of this quick thing that they could have you know just shat out and been like all right need for speed here you go yeah um i i think it totally works like and i think that it's uh I mean, it doesn't like I said, it doesn't exist in like a, a believable world, but at least it it feels like everything everything on the screen is happening, and I can I can see it, and it feels real, and the characters are are making it feel real because they're selling it, and uh, I think that's what sets it apart. Yeah, you know, even like even in Rush, you know, it's based on a true story, and it's supposed to be you know these this, this true story that happened, obviously, but it doesn't. It, it still feels like fantasy because like half the racing sequences are just you know CGI and none of it feels <laughs> none of it feels grounded in reality <laughs> to me which is kind of weird but uh, that that need for speed feels more grounded than rush <laughs> but yeah all right well uh, there you have it two recommends from both of us uh, only caveats I guess is being that like the rest of the world seems to not like this movie. <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just baffled i don't know like i guess people i don't know man i just i don't know all right well if uh, people want to find you that the week carson where can they do that uh well you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com the very updated <laughs> always updated of course <laughs> all right well uh people can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com and get all the back episodes of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning to figure out when these episodes go live. Or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly and you know tell us that we don't know about cars that we were referencing, um, you can send an email <laughs> to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Need for Speed, so hopefully you're enjoying those beats revving in your ears right now. Um, And, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining me, Carson. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm glad there wasn't some some sort of uh, Rise of the Apes-style feud on this one. Because I, I was I was prepared. I was like, I'm gonna have to defend this stupid movie. <laughs> Wouldn't would it have been more of a Hannah? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it would have been more of that. <laughs> but I would see, like I was I was prepared. I was like, I'm gonna have to defend Need for Speed. <laughs> like, no, I, I was I was I was prepared for having to defend it too. Oh, we're gonna have to now defend it against everybody else. Yeah, we'll have to have uh, Steven eventually see it, and then he can tell us that it was terrible, and then we can and fight then... him. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I just the the racing was not believable. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that Mustang can't go 234 miles an hour. <laughs> Cars can't flip like that, okay? Um, anyways, that is the episode, and we will see you guys next week.